1: but if y'all waiting on me to apologize hell gonna (laughs) freeze
0: it's another points in the paint podcast episode sponsored by stadium stadium's number one nba podcast i'm ben wittenstein zach badger house i'm
1: always in the house what is happening ben
0: not too much. Playoffs going on. Uh, weather is still crap here in Chicago, so it makes it easier just to kind of sit down in the house at the end of the day, watch basketball while it's like 20 degrees outside and raining.
1: Man, if only you could get our man Zamanji to jump on board. I mean, He'll be watching the games. but I'm like, bro, how do you not watch NBA playoff basketball? I don't like it. Man, i am be trying to convince him at work, but it just always – it always fails me. You know, like, so, what it, so whenever there's some exciting – Basketball happening the following day. I always ask him, "Well, what did you watch last night?" And he gives me a whole bunch of nonsense about, "Well, I probably watched Ozark <laughs> 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 or something." You know what I'm saying? It's always going to be something. But people lock in NBA playoffs. We here. We right in the threshold of it, right it?
0: Oh yeah, this is this is when the playoffs are getting good. We're in the conference semifinals. These games. I, I hope these series go seven games and I hope there was some series in the first round that went seven games we didn't get that but man Zach we've got some really good series going on right now we got the Bucks and the Celtics which is great that's taking place tonight as of this recording so this will be out tomorrow morning so we don't know how that game is going to go but we do know Marcus Smart is going to be yes, out with thigh confusion. Out. yes so that could change up the whole series depending on what he's going to be doing uh you've got just some really fun I mean the Warriors and the Grizzlies that's going to be a fun series. And we saw the Warriors win a really close one for game 1. I think this is a series that could easily go 6-7 games. I'm probably probably more like a 6-game series than a 7-game series, but the Grizzlies are a fighting team, man. I mean, this is a team that just they're young. They don't really know the playoff failure yet, so they're just kind of going to go with whatever works.
1: You know what's funny? That is not the energy at work right now. People are saying if they don't win the next game, it's a sweep. and They already think that it's probably going to go like five. They don't even believe that the Memphis Grizzlies can can maintain and hold it down against the Golden State Warriors. And I think that they can. I think that they've showed us time and time again throughout the season and then against that first-round series against the Chimewolves. Now, granted, we all know. The Warriors are not the Timberwolves by, no. by a long shot. They're not going to blow leads or anything like that. Like they, and they know how to come back from down deficits. And we've seen that plenty of times from Steph Curry Draymond Clay and the crew. And now they got Jordan Poole out there playing out of his mind too. And so it's like, I get the fact that this, that people feel like the Grizzlies are in trouble, but you got to cut them a little slack. I know that day they should have won the game. When Draymond got ejected, they should win that game. They definitely should win that game, but got to give them a chance. I think they can tie the series.
0: Yeah, I think so too. And then you have the Suns, Zach, which brings me to my one big thing of the week. There's
1: one thing, one thing, you.
0: It's the Phoenix Suns, but they're playing the Dallas Mavericks. They took game one. And I'm just going to say it right here on the podcast, Uh-oh. start today, the Phoenix Suns are going to win the NBA championship. <laughs> I'm going to say it right now. They have all the tools that they need. They have the superstars. They have the role players. They have the defense. They have the coaching. They have everything that a team needs to win the championship. They got the aging vet who's a Hall of Famer. As long as he stays healthy and as long as Booker can stay healthy, Phoenix Suns are going to win the championship.
1: Chris Paul, man, listen, that closeout game, he was perfect, right? Literally. He was yeah. literally perfect. You <laughs> didn't miss a basket. Like, no. seven, like 14 to 14 or something crazy like that, man. So kudos to that 35 and up club. man. you know, my boy Cam always trying to hold it down <laughs> for the 35 year olds yeah. and up. And you know what I'm saying? Chris Paul is doing a great job with that. And it's just funny, man. You know what I'm saying Devin Booker, he only
0: 25 being, let that sit for a second. Wild. Only I mean, 25. this guy is is he's already. I, I wouldn't. I don't know. He's he's like at that superstar level where he just kind of became a superstar. But really though, because he's, like, he's, and that's well, the years my 65 days.
1: Like that's my biggest issue too. Like, you go and look at his numbers since he's been in the league. It ain't like he hasn't been a 25 point score. You know what I mean? It's just like since the bubble. They've been a better team. They've been a winning team as opposed to a losing team. You go back – what, we talk with Dave King all the time, Shout out to Dave King, and he'd tell us that. You know what I'm saying? They only won 18 games, you know, prior to the bubble. And so – that winning whole changes all. winning changes everything for sure. And it's like he's been that guy. He's been the guy to go out there and get buckets. You know what I'm saying? But now the results are different in terms of wins and losses. And now, you, obviously, we see that the uh, Phoenix Suns are here. You know what I'm saying? Right in position to go to the Western Conference Finals if they continue to take care of business against the Dallas Mavericks. It
0: looks like they could probably take down the Mavs. I, don't, I just don't think the Mavs – have the ability to keep up with the Suns in a seven-game series. I think the Mavs are going to probably win two games in this one. They'll probably take two at home. Uh, and the Suns aren't perfect by any means. I mean, they're not the perfect team in the NBA, but they are built probably the best than any team other than maybe the Bucks mm-hmm. right now. And I, re- I really do think we're probably going, as long as Middleton comes back, I think we'll probably see a Bucks suns NBA Finals. But the Suns are just built well enough where, how are you defending them? Because if you're going to defend Booker, You're going to leave Chris Paul to do his thing. If you're going to try to defend Paul, you have Booker. You have DeAndre Ayton, who's come in as one of the more dynamic centers in the NBA now in terms of scoring and defense. Mm -hmm. This is a Suns team that has the second-best offensive rating in the playoffs. Um, Again, their defense is one of the best, and it kind of took a tip downwards come playoff time, but it's not like they don't know how to play defense. So this can be a good defensive team when they want to be. I just don't know how you beat them. They're they're well rounded. They're a well rounded little circle. That Phoenix Suns.
1: <laughs> well rounded little circle. Well oiled machine, however you want to put it, huh? Listen, Phoenix Suns in this series, they're gonna win because of the usage I believe that's gonna transpire from Luca, bro. They he had 45 and they still didn't win the game and they lost by seven. So I believe the Phoenix Suns even covered the game too. And so it's like, damn. If he can go out there and get 45 and still not win a game or not even, you know what I'm saying, be close in terms of like a two possession game at the end of it, man, that's a, that's a tough calling right there. You know what I'm saying? Cause now you got to go back. You're obviously you lost the first game and uh, we know that the Phoenix Suns have home court advantage, but it's like seeing them lose the way that they did with the amount of effort from Luka. It's like, bro, he may run out of, he may run out of gas. You know I'm saying? Because yeah. when we saw that last year in the postseason where it just looked like he was running out of gas, you know what I'm saying? And we know what uh, what our boy was doing in the first round, Jalen Brunson, but he didn't show up in that last game, and the rest no. of the crew kind of didn't either. I mean, they had 19 points from, like, Max Kleber off the bench, but, it, you know what I'm saying, like I said, it wasn't really enough, you know what I'm saying, when it was all said and done. I feel like they didn't play Bertans enough either, you know what I'm saying? you, I think they, they need to put Aiton out of position in terms of in the paint, you know, to spread them out like they did Rudy Gobert. What you think?
0: Yeah, 100%. And they missed Tim Hardaway Jr. There's no mm, doubt about mm. The Mavs missed Tim Hardaway Jr., his scoring ability and what he brings to that offense to make it more dynamic. They need Brunson to score more than single digits. That's for sure. They need him to come and, and hit his over and his player prop every single game that he plays. So he needs to score low twenties, mid twenties because Luka can't do it all himself. I mean, he may win a game. He may win one game of the series, scoring 40 points, scoring 45 points. He couldn't even do that against the Suns in game one, but if he comes out and has another game where he scores 45 maps may win that game. But they're not going to win a series doing that. They're going to need contributions from Brunson. Bertans needs to find his three-point shot consistently, and they need to use him on the perimeter as well. They're going to struggle. They're, they're just going to struggle inside guarding Aiden. I don't know how this team consistently guards DeAndre Aiton inside. No, I think the Phoenix Suns know that. They're going to continue to go to him down low. And I think that might be, the honestly, the difference in this series is what Aiton can bring consistently, in the series against a Mavs defense that doesn't have really any forces in the paint to stop him.
1: You, you put it perfectly. You know what I mean? DeAndre Aiden has to be the key in this series for that Phoenix Suns team. Just to flat out go out there and dominate down low. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Just get the ball turned in the post, either block you want to be on and just get that opportunity. Pick and roll with Chris Paul or Devin Booker because Devin Booker was the one with the eight assists in that first game getting guys involved. And so I can't wait to see how, uh, the adjustments happen for Jason Kidd with, uh, DeAndre Aiden. We'll see what happens.
0: Yeah, we're going to see how good of a coach Jason Kidd is. And people have been been singing his praises, loving Jason Kidd. I don't know. We'll we'll see what he does in this series. Uh, You've got two players for your one big thing. Oh, yeah, man. We got good
1: news on one, and then I kind of feel bad for the other. But first and foremost, man, listen, by the end of this recording of this podcast, man, Giannis, they might be up 20. Because, listen, Boston ain't got the defensive player of the year tonight. And he was Giannis was already a force. He just cannot be stopped. He had to trip up in the first game and in this playoffs, he averaging like 28, 13, and 7. Bro, he is a stud, bro. It's about time people start putting respect on Giannis' name. I just feel like he's not getting enough love, bro, because he live in Milwaukee. So. No, because they out there in Milwaukee, bro, and it's different, you know what I'm saying? Even my boy Giannis, is trying to sell the, the free A's and pitch on the beach, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and we in Milwaukee West and Milwaukee with, you know what I mean? He got the dad jokes, bro. It's like, listen, somebody need to go over there, you know what I'm saying? I don't care if it's Bradley Beal, Damian Lillard, whoever. All right, somebody else needs to go ahead and go over there, take a little bit more pressure off my boy Giannis so he can just continue to dominate the NBA, bro, because it is amazing. He threw the ball off the glass for the slam, like the supporting cast stepped up, and we're going to get into one of them specific players on the Bucs team later on. Yeah, so who's the other one, Joel? Joel, for sure, man. I feel bad for him. He's going to miss those first two games. And I'm just hoping he comes back full force in that game three when they're at home. And I really do because James Harden, he looked lackluster in game one against the Miami Heat. Tyler Hero played outstanding. And you know who else played great? He always plays great against DeAndre Jordan. (laughs) So, if, so if you want, if you like Bam Adebayo, he play, always plays well against DeAndre Jordan. I don't know about the other 30 centers in the league or 29 centers in the league, but for some strange reason, whenever Bam Adebayo sees DeAndre Jordan, it's barbecue chicken time every single time. I'm talking like he's going to get at least 25 and with a double double. Like that's the type of energy he brings against only DeAndre Jordan.
0: Did you see the numbers that that team put up with DeAndre Jordan in the lineup? It was, it was uh, disgusting. Say it, cause
1: I, for, I forget because I saw it and I was laughing. I was like, "This is ridiculous." And you know who, who I blame? Doc Rivers, and I hate, I hated I had to do it to him. Oh yeah, like, no, he, why, no, that's why you got him in terrible. the game that
0: long. This <laughs> is it's a really bad look on Doc. Hundred percent, it's a bad look on Doc. But they were like, they had like a minus sixty eight net rating or something like that with DeAndre Jordan in the game in the series so far in game one it's he needs to go on the bench and never step foot on the court <laughs> they again just, they in the just playoffs. gotta play
1: Paul Millsap like they just gotta play Millsap and I saw he was out there and I was like Millsap like I was surprised but they honestly I think that's the only way you know what I'm saying because DeAndre Jordan can't guard anyone you know what I mean like he can't guard yeah. <laughs> he can't guard a park no. <laughs> so
0: no this is a tough situation yeah, it's tough. They're going to need beat obviously, to win this series if they want to have a shot. Harden is past his prime. He clearly can't carry a team anymore. And the fact that he can't do his step-back three-point shots where he forces the foul anymore, the NBA got rid of those rules, takes a big part of his game away, which I think is pretty showing with the type of player that he actually was or is. And he can get his buckets at some points, but I don't think he can get them enough to help them win games in a seven-game series. They're going to need Joel back. Tobias, for his try, yeah. He tried. He tried, his, <laughs> and I don't. Tobias Harris is the weirdest player. He's overpaid clearly, but he can still contribute at some point. He can get his buckets when he wants, and they needed him to get buckets, and he did. They just they're just not a good as good of a team without Joel Embiid, obviously. But they're gonna need him back to win this series.
1: They are, and I'm hoping Game Three. I'm saying he comes out with a full force, full vengeance, and dominates like we saw him do throughout the whole
0: season. All right. It's prison time, Zach. Time to throw something, someone, some team in the NBA prison. Who are we throwing in this week? Right to jail.
1: Oh, you know, we had to do it. (laughs) If you was betting with this team, then you will agree with me. If you from Minnesota, (laughs) then you feeling me right now. Oh, definitely feeling me right now because the Minnesota Timberwolves got to be in the prison. They got it. They got to be. They have they to be. It. It's, it, it's only right. Carl Anthony Towns. Anthony Edwards, bro, you cool, bro. You know what I'm saying? Probation. You know what I'm saying? We let him walk. <laughs> he good. Yeah. Anthony Edwards straight. Yeah, he, he gets out. He gets out. He did he what he go. was supposed to do. Carl Anthony Towns, Pat Bev, D'Angelo Russell, the rest of the crew. Probably J.D. McDaniels. You can come out of there, too, but Yeah, him and
0: him. Let's yeah, know. him
1: and Ed he let them go. But Chris Finch and the rest of them boys, <laughs> they gotta go. How do you let in two games, bro? And no, in one game, two fifteen oh runs in one game and not call a timeout midway through those runs at some point. That's just poor coaching, Ben. That's just flat out poor coaching.
0: How do you how do you let that happen and then not put Carl Anthony Towns in the block? down low in the paint Mm. where he should be. He should never catch the ball outside of the three-point line. I don't – that doesn't connect. One plus (laughs) one does not equal two in that situation. You need Carl Anthony Towns down low. I know he was in the three-point contest. I get it. (laughs) He's not a three-point shooter. The man thinks he's a three-point shooter, but he's not. He's he's a down-low player, and they need him down low. You got Anthony Edwards out there to help you out on the perimeter. Use Carl Anthony Towns down low, Chris Finch
1: y'all understand it like he could be so much more effective and I hate the fact that Cat doesn't want to be down there Like, he has the ability to make that decision for himself. Like, bro, he would catch the ball like 18, 19 feet away from the block and then expect to be able to make a move when there's a double team coming and you're closer to the baseline, then you are the wing. Like, bro, you're not even putting yourself in scoring position, in a passing position or anything. And so that leads to turnovers or poor shots or just poor decisions by Carl Anthony Townsend. We only call him Carl for now. He doesn't get no nickname. Bro is on first name basis, Carl Anthony.
0: Carl. Just <laughs> like, Carl.
1: Just Carl, bro, cause I cannot feel <laughs> it was a shame to see how they folded like two games straight. They were up yeah. ten going into the fourth quarter in the closeout game and they still end up losing the game. Probably got out scored like Thirty something to eighteen. Like it was pretty bad. Anthony Edwards, bro, you tried, bro. You did your thing, bro. You can come home home. But the rest of them boys, <laughs> Chris Finch. You're in prison. Gotta go.
0: <laughs> Get in prison. And you know Pat Bev and his antics rubbed off on Carl Anthony Towns because he's he's quiet in the crowd. He's do he's talking. I've never seen Carl Anthony Towns talk that much, celebrate that much. Out of character. And what happens <laughs> what happens when he does it? They go on and then lose the game. You have to win the game, Zach. If you're trying to, if you're going to be doing that, if you're going to be showboating and telling the crowd to quiet down and talking to the, talking to your opponent, you got to win. You have yeah, to win, back or else up. you just look stupid. And Pat <laughs> Bev has been there before, and now Carl Anthony Towns is joining him as kind of one of those dumb-looking guys who just show off and then lose the game and then give up a huge lead. At that screenshot, that meme of him shushing the crowd, and they're up like what is it, 15, fifteen, yeah. fourteen at the time. That's, and then they lost that game. That's going to come back to haunt him. Absolutely. I don't know how he recovers from that.
1: You'll be thinking about it all summer. All, We're summer. all, all summer in the sales
0: <laughs> All summer long. All right, let's do dunk or deny. I'm going to dunk with the player, Zach Jordan Poole, of the Golden State Warriors. He's shown up 27-plus points in four of his first six career playoff games, 31 in game one against the Grizz. I mean, this guy, he is being what Steph Curry was for the Warriors like four or five years ago. He's keeping them afloat. He's keeping these guys in it because we've seen Steph. He's coming off the bench at times. He doesn't look like the Steph of old that can hit from anywhere. Defenses have kind of gotten used to what he does, so they're playing against him that way. Clay's still clearly not the Clay of old. So they need scoring from somewhere, and it's coming from 22-year-old Jordan Poole, man. I mean, this guy has been playing out of his mind for them. And I put this stat in our Show notes, Mm, and you hate mm, it, mm, but I'm going to say it. And he has scored 1.53 points per possession. You sound like Brad (laughs) Evans In the playoffs. (laughs) I do, because I love the numbers here, and I love this particular number because it shows that every time he touches the ball, good things happen to the Warriors' offense. A 92nd percentile in the NBA, 1.5 points per possession. That is an astounding number for a guy who's 22 years old, on a team with Steph, on a team with Clay, it shows he's a facilitator, not only just a scorer. He can score, but he can facilitate. He's gotten seven, eight, nine assists in these games. Yep. He's he's everywhere for the Warriors, man.
1: Yeah, JP doing his thing for sure. It's it's kind of frustrating because I'm not rooting for the Warriors to come out the West, and I'm gonna explain why later. But it's yeah. just like Jordan Poole, you can't deny what you're seeing right now. Like you said, yep. twenty-seven plus the first four out of the six playoff games coming off the thirty piece against a team that was, you know, playing exceptionally well, ton of confidence, got some defensive-minded players on the team, Jared Jackson, Dylan Brooks, like, those boys are, they start for the Memphis Grizzlies, and they hold it down defensively. We know what Jared Jackson did, led the league in blocks. We know that Bro tries to go out there, Dylan Brooks, and be a pit bull on the defensive end of the ball. He probably leads the league in fouls most of the time, but wow. it's okay. You know what I'm saying? He go out there, and he plays aggressive, uh, Dylan Brooks, and so... Right now, they ain't got no answer for this kid. And it's sad no. because it's like, okay, you try to key in on Jordan Poole here, and what do you have? A Steph Curry, you got a Clay Thompson that, like you said, he's been a shell of himself, missed those free throws, but he made that defensive play. So he's finding, he's finding ways to show he's, he's a winner, you know what I'm saying? He's still showing those winning ways, making winning plays, you know what I'm saying? Clay Thompson, and so. I like what I see from Clay as he's slowly trying to get back into that form. And we've seen flashes a little bit of the clip. Yeah, yeah. Just a little yeah. bit, you know. But yeah, Jordan man. But Jordan Poole, like you said, has been the one that's been consistent for them. You know what I'm saying? And then it was like it was like cheating at a point in time in the first round. They had Steph coming off the bench. <laughs> they had Steph coming off. Like it's yeah. unfair in terms of like the the shooting that they have, and then obviously the the guy that is Draymond Green holding it down as the heart and soul of that team. Who are you dunking with? Mm, Got to dunk with CP3 though. Because he was perfect in <laughs> the oh close out game. Yes, the point guy. Everybody clowned him for having that poor performance earlier in that series. And to close out the series, he went perfect from the field, Ben. It was spectacular. It was something you just had to sit there and enjoy and watch, especially when you had Devin Booker coming back from that hamstring, didn't play too well in that game, but gave them just enough for them to move on into the second round, the Phoenix Suns. And so, yeah, man, I got to give credit to the point guy, man. Chris Paul is holding it down, Three. keeping that team, you know what I'm saying, right where they want to be as they continue to try to make the Western Cowboys Finals and get back to the Finals like they were a year ago.
0: Yeah, well, what he's done is just, it's really impressive. Because you watch him play and, like, honestly, it really doesn't look like he's that old. Like He, he, he doesn't look like prime Chris Paul. But he looks something kind of close to prime Chris Paul. He's 36 years old, and he's playing like he's, like, 31. It's weird, like, in a good way. It's weird how how well he's playing and how well he's kept up. And he's kind of found his niche as being that old guy on a younger guy's team and being that leader and being the guy everyone looks to. But then he has a sidekick, Devin Booker, an amazing scorer, I think lightens the load for him that allows him to do whatever he wants to do. And
1: do you know his diet? I bet you don't know CP3 diet. I don't. (laughs) So he's a vegan. And he started that a few years ago. So you know that good that good vegan diet as I am now. As I am as aspiring vegan, you know what I'm saying? Aspiring to be one of myself. You know what I'm saying? I can understand why he's feeling all that energy and feeling youthful, you know what I'm saying, late late into his thirties. I can understand that. Yeah, as I'm late into my 20s, but I'm still feeling like I'm 25.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, if uh, if that's what happens when you go vegan, I'm going to go throw some of my meats out in the fridge right now and maybe uh, start going vegan and then start trying to play some basketball. Because if that's yeah. what I'm, I'm happens, <laughs> I'll go try it. It'll turn me into some Chris Paul action. Uh, who am I denying? Ooh, Zach. Who are you denying?
1: denying? I think I just gave him some credit, too. So who are you
0: denying? I'm denying Draymond. I have to. I have to deny Draymond. The guy comes out perplexed somehow that he got a flagrant two. And you look okay, at the let me guy stop you right
1: there. Do yeah. you? Because let's speak on that for one second. Do you think it's a? Is it a flagrant
0: foul? Yes, it is a flagrant foul. Mm. For sure, flagrant. My money says it was a flagrant one, and it should have been a flagrant one. Mm. And he stayed in the game to help the Warriors cover minus two and a half. I would have looked at. It. <laughs> That's what my money says. But my heart and. My heart and my head both say, if this was a guy that wasn't Draymond Green, he wouldn't have gotten a flagrant, too. But because it's Draymond Green, and he's kicked people in the nuts, and he's shoved people to the ground, and he's basically tackled people, he's going to get what's coming to him at that point. He's going to get what his reputation has. And he's done everything in the world to earn the reputation of someone who plays dirty. And he's shocked that he somehow gets a flagrant, two and he has a pretty dirty play and just at the end of it realized it probably was dirty, so he's trying to help him up from the ground. He grabs Ooh-wee, his look how, it, look how do there it is. he do that narrative. He knew it was dirty, <laughs> and he tried to clean it up at the end of that play. Yeah. You could see it on the tape. Oh, and then he comes really? out and says, oh, I, if it wasn't Dream on Green, it wouldn't have been a flagrant, two. Yeah, it's probably true. That's probably true. I mean, you've done everything in your power to earn the reputation as a dirty player. So you're going to get called. You're not going to get the benefit of a doubt at the end of that.
1: But this is when the referees are supposed to do what? You're supposed to officiate the play and not the player. Sure, 100%. 100%. You're supposed to officiate what happened, not who did it. Because if it's who did it, then sure, maybe it is a flagrant one. I definitely don't think it should have been a flagrant two, though. Not at all. Not by a long shot. Like, because it's what he said. This is the playoffs. And so it's it's about, it, it's deeper. It's deeper than the play. And whether or not, you know say I'm saying, he's a dirty player, this, this, that, and the third. This is NBA playoff basketball. And so we need everyone out there. You know what I mean? So we don't need an excuse or this and that. Like it's good the Warriors still won that game. You know what I'm saying? I, despite him not being there, him getting ejected. You know so That just shows what type of championship level team that they have. You know what I'm saying? The experience that they have without their guy. And so I don't want to see super, not necessarily a superstar. I wouldn't call Draymond Green a superstar, but I don't want to see pivotal players on pivotal teams, you know what I'm saying? Lose their, you lose their guys. You know what I mean? Because. I agree. That, that changes narratives for an entire series. That may change the whole outcome of a game, and we don't want that. We want everyone to be there. We want Joel to be healthy. We want Kyle Lowry to be healthy. We want Marcus Smart to be healthy. We want Devin and Middleton. We if if all these teams were 100 percent healthy, it'd be amazing. But if, here we are. It's May. <laughs> it doesn't work out like that. You know what I'm saying? These guys play 82 game season. 82 game seasons, and so
0: it's tough. Yeah, I I would have been one of those scenarios where I would would have been okay with either or. To be honest, I would have been fine with him staying in because I agree. It's the playoffs. You have to let a little bumping going on. You have to – it needs to be physical. It's the NBA playoffs. There should be an extra level of physicality that's allowed by the officials, allowed by the league because of the stakes and the intensity of the game. Mm -hmm. And you don't want to kick anyone out of a game, especially in the playoffs. If it was a regular season, fine. I get it. I get it a little bit more. You don't want anything to get out of hand. Give him the flagrant, two, However, again, because it's Draymond, mm. I'm, I'm okay with them kicking him out of the game. If this was Steph doing this, who's not a dirty player, as we know, he's never really had any instances. I don't really of a look at him like, really as a dirty player, though. I don't really look at him as a dirty player.
1: No. Okay, I got to tell yeah. you what. Was he dirty against Jokic last series, or did he do a pretty good job?
0: Um, I, I wouldn't consider most of the things he did dirty, no. no he did I, I would. Good choose, he, he towed the line between dirty and extremely physical. He towed the line? Oh he, think told he the towed the line. The line. Little, put the put line. that Kevin Durant little toe right there, right up to the line. That's funny. Just maybe <laughs> barely crossed it, a little bit. You but I, there have been instances, not with Jokic, but mm-hmm. in the past, with other players. I mean, it's on film. No, he's, it on, he's almost tackled a guy. He's kicked but people. He, he ain't Pat Bev. You know what I'm saying? He ain't Pat no, you know Bev like, level.
1: He ain't Pat Bev level, you know what I mean? Like... Or Marcus Smart in his earlier years, like when, you know what I'm saying, when he first got in the league, he was a little wild. He was a little wild. He was. 100%. He was a little wild. Now, he he ain't out there flopping like Kyle Lowry. you know what I'm saying? We hope you get back, you know what I'm saying, for the Miami. Heat. But he ain't out there flopping. I know you saw that, that flop where he was come running down the court and just like ran into the guy and just like yeah. failed trying to get a foul. Like what is, what is that? Come on. Now he ain't out there doing nothing crazy like that. Now I did see the tackle earlier today though. That was kind of crazy. I was just like, oh, I'm done. dang. I don't I don't think that's exactly what my thought process was too. Like, bro, that is, this is not okay. I don't know if they called anything or what, but he was just he like ducked under him and he flipped him over. I was like, whoa, what is this? WWE? So
0: you know yeah. I can understand
1: how sometimes the uh the reaction of that they can merit.
0: I mean look, there there are different levels of dirty player, right? And and I think, you know, you have your Pat Bevs, you have your Grayson Allen's. And oh. they are in they're in their own little world. Oh. They're nowhere near Draymond and, and Draymond. I would never put as dirty of a player as like a Grayson Allen or a Pat Bev or even like an early Marcus Smart. But he has had his moments. And with that comes the reputation. And I think once you have the reputation, it's hard to shake it. And it's hard for anyone, including the refs, not to see something that you do ultra physical to be dirty. And I oh. think that's a problem he ran into. Now, I hope it doesn't happen again, and I hope I hope he's allowed to be physical without the refs getting all touchy-feely, because we have seen that before, where the refs get ultra-sensitive about something, yeah. and then I mean, they start calling mean, technical Maybe you just, you just put the
1: refs in prison or something. You just did, I did. that about last week. I did,
0: <laughs> and I still stand by it, because the officiating hasn't gotten any better. It has gotten better, so I still stand by that, and I still hate the officials in the playoffs, but I think they did... I don't want to say they got it right, but I think they didn't make the wrong decision in this instance. I don't think there was a wrong decision. I think they could have left him in. It would have been alright. Give him flagrant one. Kicking him out, I think was okay too. Sends a message. You can't start yanking people down. So we'll see how they call this game tonight. And once this episode comes out tomorrow, maybe Draymond again gets hit with flagrant two and this whole conversation <laughs> is no use at all. Uh, oh, you're denying, uh, well, you're denying a team not making the finals.
1: Yep, the same team we talking about, the Warriors. <laughs> I'm okay. not so. I'll probably be wrong though, when it's all said and done. I but it. I just don't think they will. I just don't, I don't know if they got an answer for the Phoenix Suns. You know what I'm saying? Chris Paul looks different. DeAndre Aiden, I think Monty Williams will be able to keep him in the game. And so they won't have to go small against the quote unquote death lineup that they throw out there, the to Golden to State Warriors with Dede at the five, Wiggins at the four. And then they got Clay with Poole and Steph. Listen, this, that's backyard basketball. And you know what? I'm honestly, I don't really like the fact that it works. <laughs> I'm not going to hold you up. I had a conversation with someone on Twitter. Shout out to HBK Boom. I had a conversation with him. On Twitter, I mean, on Twitter, it was just like, I hate the fact that the death lineup works, but I'm like, I swear you can beat it depending on what team you are. I was just saying, like, like I feel like the a team that I feel like they can compete and beat the Warriors if they were to go to the finals is Milwaukee off the strength that like Brook Lopez can stretch the floor out a little, bit. yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying and he'll be switch. able to switch. He'll be, he won't be able to switch everyone, but he'll be able to switch enough. Bobby Porter's to be able to switch just enough. You know what I'm saying? And he can also stretch out a little bit, too. You know what I mean? And so I know that if they were to go to the finals, I hope they don't. But if they were, I think they can have trouble against a team like that. Now, do the Phoenix Suns have guys out there in a position to shoot and stretch the ball? Outside of camp Johnson, Mm, coming off the bench, not really. No. I don't really count on McGee and Aiden to be out there shooting no three balls, and so okay, with that, de- that death lineup is out there. You know what I'm saying? I we, I can't wait to see what happens, you know what I'm saying? The Memphis Grizzlies probably ultimately lose against them because of the experience. So the yeah. Warriors probably win in like 6, I hope 7 just for our sake. <laughs>
0: Cuz we don't Every want every series needs to go 7. Yeah, every we, don't,
1: we don't need no sweeps, no gentlemen sweeps. We want all the playoff basketball we can get.
0: So let's do our new ish segment, second week of this segment, Flying Under the Radar. And I cannot stand by why, while you put this. Play- <laughs> hey, this is a personal thing for me. This is a moral thing for me. Who who is the player that you want to put as flying under the radar?
1: Man, you know Chris Middleton when he went down. A lot of people felt like you know what I'm saying. The Bucks were in trouble. They were in trouble. You know, said so the Bulls have won a game. In Milwaukee tied the series. Then folks was feeling like, well, shoot, the Chicago Bulls should have won their first game, ultimately, too. And maybe it could have been yeah. too low. You know, a lot of people were feeling like that. But then, man, this one little gentleman out of Duke. <laughs> I may have heard of him as so a dirty much. player. He did knock my boy Alex Caruso out the season for about two months. We was hurt by it. We definitely were. And the Bulls dirty, definitely dirty, suffered. Dirty, dirty, Definitely suffered. And I will label this player as a dirty player without question. And that's Grayson Allen. Grayson Allen. But let me tell y'all something, though. This postseason, who are we? When well, he got the call, he's going to be in the starting lineup. He hasn't looked back. Last three games being 17 points. And I'm talking about shooting 60% from the field and 60 from deep. Ooh wee! That's gonna do a lot. That's gonna do a lot of damage for a team that can use that can use a player like that with Chris Middleton being out. He stepped up when being called upon. Grayson Allen, man, and I know that Giannis is out there dominating. Drew Holiday is contributing as well, and Bobby Portis. But well, listen, Grayson Allen, man, you know, telling what he might do in Boston without a Marcus Smart being out there, there's no telling. I'm just saying. The I hate bull, the booze igniting to play
0: better being. And I don't know what it was the the uh, the bench or the box was booing him as he was shooting well because that's what the Bulls fans were doing and he was still shooting well and I I hate the guy. I, I can't stand him. I can't stand the way he plays. I can't stand the way he looks. Zach. I, it's just something the way he looks. <laughs> he's, got, he's got a very punchable face. You know, he's, he's one of those guys. And I, I've never liked him even since his Duke days, and he's been a player that's been dirty since his Duke days. Absolutely. And then he comes around and he injures Alex Caruso. Very clearly injures him. Yanks him to the ground as he was falling. It was a, a very dirty play, out two months. I mean, this is this is a guy that has no... No respect for any of the players around him that's on the different team. He has no respect for injuries, nothing. And then he shows up in the playoffs and he plays well. Don't I, like that. I, <laughs> I hate that. I Every single thing about it's the worst thing ever. And I hate hearing about Grayson Allen shooting threes, playing well, helping the Bucks. Just no, I hate it. I'm shutting it all out. Terrible. Hate it. What's <laughs> your game of the week to end out the podcast?
1: The game of the week this week, folks. Listen,
0: game six
1: last week.
0: Yeah, it was rough.
1: Minnesota Timberwolves. That
0: was a rough one.
1: We had to throw them in prison for this very reason, y'all. They let us down, people. They really did. They let us down. They let us That's down. why you're
0: throwing them in prison.
1: Had to throw them in prison. They were up the 10. They were up 10 points yeah. going into the fourth quarter. Choke artist. But you know what? It's all right. It is all right. Because I'm banking on a game three this week. My boy Joel Embiid gonna come back. My my MVP. Ooh. My regular season MVP. Joel Embiid. Yes, indeed. I'm taking the Philadelphia 76ers in game three at home. Whether they're tied 1-1 or down 0-2, they will respond. And when a desperation game, game three, with their big fella, Joel Embiid, back from that concussion. Boy, I hope you ready. (laughs) I hope your bell ain't ringing, because I'm going to need you to... (laughs) I'm going to need you to go into the Fargo and hold it down in Philly, Joe. Well, Get the crowd going. Put your hands up. Fly around. I need to see it all. Good 35-piece, <laughs> 15 boards, 5 assists. And that way, James Harden get his little 17. And then we going to need Tyrese Maxey to go out there and ball and get his good 20. Tobias get his little 18. Thigh will come off, hit about two threes, you know. And when they get the dub, you know, Miami come out there struggling, flat offensively, first half. Hopefully, something like that transpires.
0: Well, you're 13 and 12, so you got to stay above 500 for your game of the week. If they do this, you get two games above 500, and you look good. You're in a good spot. Yeah. You're in a good spot. 14 and 12 is the possibility here. You don't want to, you can hit 500. I think that's all right. If they lose, that's you're average. at 500. 13 13. But you can still go one above. So, listen, I'm rooting for you. I think the 76ers are going to be able to do it if Joel Embiid comes back. New blood, new life, back home. I like it. So, so Joel, get better. Get better. Yeah, get better.
1: You know what I'm Let's keep stay,
0: Zach over 500 here.
1: Stay out the lights so you ain't got no headache. You know what I'm saying? All that. Be in the, stay in the dark, you know, the whole night. You know what I'm saying? You ain't even got to practice. Just show up to the game, big fella. You're going to be ready. You know what I'm saying? Get on the treadmill in the dark. You know what I'm saying? Get that music going. I can feel it. Come in the end. No,
0: we're going to get some. Almost-
1: <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, damn. Well-,
0: <laughs> well, keep it out. On it's that- fine. On that note. <laughs>
1: That's gonna conclude this edition of the Points in the Paint Podcast presented by Stadium, the number one NBA podcast. We gotta hold it down. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at Points Paint, Facebook, Instagram, and make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel. See these lovely faces as well. You wanna follow Shams for all your NBA news around the association? I'm telling you, he's dropping it like look, he dropped. I'm pretty confident he dropped the Market Smart news, if I'm not mistaken. You know what I'm saying? So you make sure you catch them Sean bombs. You know what I'm saying? The only bombs you need to be catching, you feel me? And catch inside the association with Cam Smith and Sean's Pat Garrity running a three-man weave as they give you all the news going around this NBA playoffs. So you don't want to miss that show. Sharp Lessons, all your betting tips. You don't want to miss that when Nate Jacobson and Ben Winstein, you know what I'm saying? They drop in every week, so you cannot miss that. And Tape Don't Lie with Michael Felder every week. All your all things football, whether it's an interview or just these recent prospects, he's going to probably tell you who to look out for, who's going to be very good coming into college, coming in, coming from college. You don't want to miss that. And you will hear from us being a Zach, Zach and being next week.